0: Don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop. Oh, come on, who believes it this morning? Even when I don't see it, you're working. Whoa, even when when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop. stop, you never stop working. Come on, lift your hands all over this house. Come on if you're online today come on join us in worship today the king of kings uh, he's working on your behalf today he never stops working on our behalf oh hallelujah 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 we worship you father we thank you jesus come on let's give the lord a hand clap of thanksgiving today and praise hallelujah oh Woo. I said, "Woo!" I said, hallelujah, how many are glad that we serve a God that knows where we're at, that never stops working on our behalf, hallelujah, 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 you're in tune with the Holy Ghost today, or I'm in tune, somebody's in tune, I think we're in tune together, because God is speaking the same to both of us as I go to the word of the Lord today. I want to uh, just, if you could either sing that song or the song you sung second uh, before the announcements, I don't care which one y'all, in my clothes, because that just is speaking to me so strongly today. Um, and I want the Lord to just allow us to, to be in a place to receive from him and allow our hearts to be full. Someone shout full. I want it to be full of Jesus. How about you? Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Today I want to just minister to you for a little while and I want to just preach to you from the word of the Lord. How many are thankful for the word of the Lord? I said, How many are thankful for the word of the Lord? <laughs> I'm going to read my text, but you may be seated. I'm going to preach to you for a little bit about when praise dies. When praise dies. Everybody sat, When praise dies. You can bring that for me, Brother Stefan. When praise dies, when praise dies. I've had a lot of time in the last couple weeks to reflect and see and look and hear and talk to the Lord. Uh, Sister Lisa sends her love and she sends her request for continued prayers uh, today. Um, She is still fighting. She has an infection. I'm asking you specifically pray against infection in Jesus' name. Amen. And I want to pray for Brother Steve Warman, not only a friend of mine, but a great friend of this church. He had a stroke at 50 years old yesterday. And uh, he is in ICU, and we want to pray for him and his family, Sister Renee, and of course that church, uh, and, and allow God to just use us. How many will commit to praying for those this week? Amen? Bringing them before the Lord in prayer. Today, I want to read to you my text out of Judges, Judges chapter 20 and verse 18. Judges chapter 20 and verse 18. I won't be long today. The Lord is speaking to us. He spoke to me and I'm going to just tell you about what he talked to me about. Is that okay today? The Lord uh, speaks to us out of Judges chapter 20 and says, And the children of Israel arose and went up to the house of God to inquire of God. And they say, by the way, you notice that they went to the house of God to inquire of God. They said, Which of us shall go up first? to battle against the children of benjamin and we find that the lord says judah first so judah first judah first. Juda first how many know that judah praise well i got 3 of you so how many know that judah means praise Praise is what we have experienced this morning, but we went deeper than praise this morning. We found ourselves in a place of worship of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. God said to the children of Israel in a crisis, going into a war, a battle, I will tell you more about that in a second, but it was, He wanted us to go and send Judah first. He says to them, but there's a verse 19, and the Bible says, So the children of Israel rose in the morning and in cattle array to fight against them at Gibeah. And the children of Benjamin came out of Gibeah, and on that day cut down to the ground 22,000 men of the Israelites, of the tribe of Judah. I want to preach to you for a little while about when praise We find here in the scripture that Judah was told to go first. Judah was praise. God specifically told them that there was a place that they had to get to in order to win this battle. Let me set the stage for this message. You see that Judges 19 was a time of the judges. There was no king in Israel. In fact, if you read in chapter 22, it says, And they did what they saw was right, and there was no king to rule over them. They just did whatever they thought was right in their own eyes. The Bible says uh, in, in Judges 19 that there was a, an issue that was horrible. In fact, is, uh, Judges 19 is probably the most gruesome and awful chapter of the entire Bible, the entire Word of God. It records the depths of sin and the perversion of men when the Benjamites, yes, the Benjamites of the tribe of Israel, the Benjamites, yes, that's right, they raped a woman until she died. The act was so horrific that it caused all the other 11 tribes of Israel to go to war. And this is where we pick up this story. There is a righteous cause. There has been great harm. There has been great Travis, great sin. There has been so many things that happen in that picture in, in Judges 19 that is a demand. Do you know there's some times in your life that there is a demand for you to take a stand and do the right thing and live for God when all the things around you say you shouldn't? And that's what happened here. The 11 tribes said, we cannot let this go. We are going to go to war with Benjamin, with the tribe of Benjamin, the Benjamites. And so we find in our text from Judges 20 that we step into this story and we find that we go to verse 18 and it says, and the children of Israel arose. Now you know why they arose, because of this great horrible sin that happened. And they went up to the house of God and inquired, which is us? you go first and God said the Lord said I want you to send Judah first and then we read that they went up the next day and stood in array and battled Benjamin and Benjamin and the Benjamites cut down 22,000 men of Israel of the tribe of Judah it's so caught me off guard i've read this story before but as i was in my daily readings this week i i i saw it the lord was it was divine that he brought me to this and it was a moment for me for me and for this body of christ that there has been some horrible awful gruesome things that have happened in our world there has been some things that we look at and we shake our head we weep about We saw the murder of ten people in Buffalo this last week. We have seen things that we never thought or dreamt that we would ever see. And yet we have seen them with our own eyes. And we see that we are pleading with God. God, there has to be something that goes on. And we go to prayer. They said they went to the house of God. And they said, God, what should we do? We we were going to go up to battle. Who should go first? And God said, I want you to start with praise. And, And I think that's amazing when you can start with praise. When everything else around you is going bad but I'm going to tell you something there's some time in my life and in yours when I don't feel like I can lift my hand and my lips won't move and my heart won't sing and my praise gets killed on the battlefield my praise just no longer, I don't feel, I come to church and I'm numb. I come to God's house. I come to ladies' prayer and I, I feel disconnected. I come to men's prayer and I don't know what to say. I've been in a place where God has to show himself strong. And in those places, I don't feel always like worshiping, jumping up and down and dancing. Can I get an amen from anybody? But that doesn't mean that God's promise is not true. You see, praise died that day, but the Israelites were not just predicating their victory on their praise. Too many times we come to God's house and we, we want them to sing a good song. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, we want them to sing a song that, man, uh, that one really gets me going. Man, I really am blessed. Uh, and I want to lift my hands and feel goosebumps and talking tongues. Uh, and that's all wonderful and good. Uh, but then you walk out those doors to the same problems and the same issues. Uh, I'm not suggesting you should not praise Him. Uh, you got to start with praise. Uh, I'm simply suggesting uh, that sometimes your praise dies but that doesn't mean you live by that death you've got to pick yourself up and say the name of the lord is a strong tower and the righteous run in and are saved there's no god like my god there's no rock like my rock his name is jesus i said his name is jesus 22,000 men lay, 22,000 men of the tribe of Judah lay in the valley. They lay there dead. And it would seem that, I don't know about you, but if I had those kind of losses, I'd pack it up and go home. I, I, I've thought about it. Uh, have you ever thought about it? I, I, you know what? I'm done with all this. I, I, I'm just going to, you know what? I'm just going to go live my life, whatever comes, whatever goes. I'm just going to go do whatever I want. And God, I, you sung this morning uh, about God's way being the better way, uh, about there being a way that is real and that will bring truth into my life and will allow me to what recover from what I've been through. The Bible says that in Judges 20 that there was... A great cry, and their praise seemed to be dead on the battlefield. There was a righteous cause. There was a battle that must be won, and so they inquired in God's house. And God said, Send Judah first. Send Judah first. Have you ever been in a trial or a circumstance where you felt like your praise has died? Can I get anybody to shout amen? Can I get anybody to say, I'm praying for you, Pastor. Come on uh, Can I get anybody to say, I, I'm going to pray for my neighbor as myself. I, I'm going to lift them up today. I, I don't know what's going on in your life, but I do know uh, that there is a God in heaven that has not forgot about you. Just because you don't feel like praising doesn't mean that there's still not a praise inside of you that God wants to come out. Don't let your praise die with the first wave don't let things in your life be overwhelmed where you throw in the towel and say I'm leaving, I'm doing, what I'm going and let your life be something more than just controlled by your emotions but rather let it be controlled by the validity and the absoluteness of the word of God someone shout amen, amen. I said someone shout amen. amen we've all felt like in those moments where our lips didn't want to move huh? huh? I said, huh? You walk into church and you you hope nobody talks to you. You hope nobody comes over and really encourages you. (laughs) Can I get an amen from anybody? I hope they just leave me alone today. I just want to go in here and see if I can veg out and see if Jesus will somehow get a hold of of my heart and my mind. But I I don't want to exert myself, not because I don't want to, because I can't. I I found myself uh, in, in these moments of my life where I could not pray my own prayers. I found myself this last week in a moment where I picked up a phone and called my brothers and sisters in the Lord and said, I can't pray right now. I need you to pray for me because there's something thing going on uh, my lips won't move my mind won't work uh, I'm in a haze uh, but I've been surrounded by people that know the same God uh, I've been surrounded by a family of church that says uh, we're with you and we're for you and we're gonna pray in Jesus name so we find that huh, we're gonna learn a little about what to do when your praise dies a- am I preaching to anybody today besides myself I- I- where you just simply go through the motions you simply are going through the motions because you know it's the right thing to do but you don't feel what you're doing I've been there I've I've been there Pastor Stefan and Sister Sarah came to the house yesterday for a moment and and checking on us and I told Pastor Stefan I said boy I said, I, in my flesh, I do not feel like getting up and going to church in the morning and preaching because I'm not sure I have anything to give. Uh, and I, he said, well, I'll, I'll take care of it. And I said, no, the Lord won't let me. I, I know what I got to do. And it's not because, uh, hear, hear me, it's not because in my spirit I know. What I need to do. But in my flesh I'm weak and weary and tired. And there is a place in your life where you have to shake off the flesh. You have to shake off that spirit of weariness. You have to shake off your circumstance. You have to shake off the things that so easily beset you. you got to shake off the sin. you got to shake it off and get yourself to the house of God. Because it's in God's house that you inquire of Him. It's in God's house that you get a hold of the horns of the altar. It's in God's house. Oh, it's in God's house. The Bible says in verse 22, in the people listen carefully, and the people, that is the men of Israel, I want you to denote that, underline that, and the people that is the men of Israel, the men of Israel encouraged themselves and again formed the battle line, there was something inside of them that said our praise is dead on the field but we have a promise we know the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob we're not going to live by our feelings, not by what we see, he still working Uh, he's still working Uh, not by what I know not what I feel I'm gonna walk by faith and not by sight Uh, I'm gonna encourage myself Uh, I told myself I I literally at the hospital uh, I sat across from myself uh, and I said Nate Nix God is still in control Uh, I said you've got to pick yourself up Uh, you gotta know that God is able Uh, he has not forgot about you Uh, he knows your name I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. There is a God in heaven and earth, and he moves. You're a child of God. You're blood-bought. You have a name that's written in the Lamb's book of life. You You are righteous. I don't care how you feel. I know there's faith inside of you that will lift you out of this mess. You go ahead and sit there. Uh, I'm going to praise God uh, because there is a place in my life uh, that God said... Uh, 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 you may not feel like praising him Brianna you may not feel like it uh, but you drew us to the power you may have not felt like it today uh, but there was a moment in my life uh, that God poured his spirit on me uh, and allowed me to know uh, uh, even when you don't see it uh, I'm still working But I'm tired. I'm, I don't I don't feel like worship. I don't feel like praise. I can't think of the words to pray. My brain is foggy and my heart is heavy. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know how this is going to work out. And you have to get up from that place. And you have to turn around and say, I know, (laughs) I know, I know there's a God in heaven that knows your name. I know there's a God in heaven that sees you. Who walks with you, knows you, has not forgot about you. Who am I preaching to today? Who am I preaching to today? That there is a place in your life uh, where you're in the doldrums. You feel disconnected. You feel like your praise is like hitting the roof. You feel like your worship is unworthy. You feel like you've sinned one too many times. You feel like your grace has been removed from you. You feel like there's no hope in your life. But God is here to show up and say, He knows your name. And He knows the hair on your head. And He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can even think or ask sometimes my praise dies but then i go to the house of the lord because it's in god's house that i inquire of him and i ask him and i get help it's in god's house that i feel the strength of my brothers and sisters It's in God's house that moments I feel overwhelmed Don't talk to me. Leave me alone. But I know that's not the Holy Ghost. That's my flesh spirit trying to prevent me from overcoming. Uh, It likes me to wallow in my depression. It likes to be in a place uh, where it uh, is depended on. uh, And I have got to put myself on an old-fashioned altar uh, and say, not my will, but thy will be done. Uh, I may have lost my praise for a moment, uh, but I believe and know that God will restore my praise. And the people, that is the men of Israel, encouraged themselves and again formed the battle line at the place where they had put themselves in array on the first day. They didn't try to talk to them. You don't see anybody saying, well, are we sure we want to do this? Is this really worth it? It was just one lady. Can we, we, we're going to, we've already lost 22,000 people. Can we just go on? Let this, this, uh, this is, okay, it was bad and it was not good, but we've, we've lost so much. Uh, and, and, and in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, they didn't even blink at the fact that we're going right back where we were at yesterday and we're not giving up. We're not giving in. Uh, we're going back to where God told us to go. Just because I'm tired doesn't mean I'm going to quit. Just because I'm tired doesn't mean I'm going to quit. Just because I'm weary doesn't mean I'm going to think that God's promises are less. Uh, No, they're still true. They're still yay and amen. Uh, My faith must be willing. Hear me today. My faith must be willing, must be willing to stay uh, when my praise seemingly is gone. I'm going to encourage myself. Come on, somebody. (laughs) I'm going to talk myself out of the Word of God. I'm going to say, uh, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Uh, The Lord is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can even think or ask. Uh, I know that God is in control because he said he's in control. I'm not gonna speak to myself. The power of my tongue is life or death. I'm not gonna tell myself I'm defeated. Oh, I told myself that, but I have to counteract what I'm telling my brain uh, with the outpour of my mouth. Uh, I have to let my mouth uh, declare uh, what my brain the opposite. When my brain says I'm depressed, uh, my mouth better say I am delivered. Uh, when my brain says you're not gonna make it, uh, I've got to declare with my mouth I can do all all things through Christ uh, that strengthened me it's important that you speak your truth that you speak what will be that you speak life that you speak into the existence of God's plan for your life that you say what God is totally trying to get you to understand and say your flesh will defeat you every time Paul said in Romans 7 what did he say in my, in my flesh in my members I, I see sin but in my mind I serve God there's got to be a decision in your mind that no matter what I'm going through no matter what I'm facing that I'm not going to let the enemy have the upper hand I'm going to declare declare in my heart, I may not even believe it, but in my spirit that is from God, I'm going to declare the truth of God's word. It's not my truth. It's his truth. It's the truth of the word of God. Someone shout amen. Am I helping anybody today? You know what? I, I Am I helping anybody today? Does anybody feel what I'm feeling today? Is anybody sick of all the things that are going on in our world? Uh, Are you sick of the racism? Are you sick of war? Are you sick of the stuff that the enemy has put amongst us? Uh, I'm here to declare uh, you might be tired and weary, uh, but just don't quit. Uh, Keep going. Uh, God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for your life. I'm gonna speak. Come on, someone say I'm gonna speak. Come on, someone shout with your own mouth. I can come on, shout it, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am a child of God. I am righteous, not by my works, but by the work of the cross in Jesus hanging on that tree. I I am delivered. I'm saved. I am set free. I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. Not because I deserve it, not because I earned it, but because his cross and his blood is enough. It's enough to forgive. It's enough to deliver. Whew. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house today. Pastor Savannah I, I feel good. I, I feel like I want to preach again today uh, because there's something in my spirit that says, uh, you need to hear this. Usually what the preacher goes through, I feel the congregation knows exactly because they've been through it as well. Uh, there has to be a moment in your life uh, where you say, uh, I may not feel like praising. I, I may not. Sister Brianna, uh, the worship team, would you guys just please just praise me through my problem. Uh, and they do their best. Trust me, uh, if you ask any one of those praise leaders, they will tell you Pastor Ben will tell you that sometimes they get done singing to you and they feel like they're trying to draw a horse out of a river they feel like they're trying to drag a dead corpse across the desert and they walk out of this sanctuary they're, oh did we do any good are we even making a difference but there was somebody in the back row, there was somebody in the spirit that said I need somebody to praise God for me Uh, I need somebody to worship God for me you pull them up you ever you want to pray for somebody pray for that worship team you know why because they gotta sing to you when you've had a bad week they sing and smile when you're frowning because they know that God is able to deliver you uh, and God is able to but you gotta send Judah first Someone say amen. I'm getting close. I'm getting close. I promise. Watch this. And the children of Israel, verse 23. And the children of Israel (laughs) went up and wept before the Lord. They lost 22,000 men and they went up and they said... uh, God help us, we gotta, we gotta do something. Uh, and it says here that they wept before the Lord until evening and asked counsel of the Lord, saying, shall I again draw near for battle against the children of my brother Benjamin? And the Lord said, someone shout, the Lord said, go up against him. I want you to notice very clearly what the Lord does not say. Too many times we think we heard What God said instead of really hearing what he's trying to say. There is a moment here where they decided they were going to go to battle. If you study the scripture, God never told them to avenge the death of this Levite woman. God, of course, there was no king. So the judges decided, God worked through the judges and and the judges decided we're going to go avenge this woman. And notice that God said, if you're going to go, then you better, you better send Judah first. Now, now God says, "Uh, shall we go, Lord? Uh, Is is this something we, we should, and now you're in the middle of your battle. Can you, can I tell you something? Sometimes we call in our own battles upon ourselves. They didn't weep and cry before they decided to go to battle. It wasn't until they got on the battlefield and said, we're going to weep and cry now because we're not sure what to do. (laughs) We decided to go to war, but now here we are. We're going to war. And that's when they cried out in verse 22. In verse 20. We find that the Bible continues on. He says, and, and they wept before the Lord. And shall I again draw near for the battle against the children of my brother Benjamin? And the Lord said, go up against him. Watch this. In verse 24, so the children of Israel approached the children of Benjamin on the second day. Everybody say the second day. And Benjamin went out against uh, uh, Gilead uh, on the second day and cut down to the ground 18,000 more. Of the children of Israel. Huh? You talk about praise being dead in verse 22. We encouraged ourselves. Uh, I'm going to preach to somebody because I'm just preaching to me. Are you all along for the ride? <laughs> well, I, I inquired of the Lord, but it wasn't until I had already made up my mind what I was going to do. You know, people come see me and say, "Pastor, this is what I'm doing. What do you think I should, you know, think about that?" They don't. They don't ever. Very rarely, any nowadays say, "Pastor, I, I, can I have your advice and can we pray together over this because this is what I'm contemplating." No, no. It's usually, "This is what I'm doing. Will you bless it?" You know, I'm telling the truth. So I've gotten to where I just say, "God bless you. Blessings. I'm rooting for you." Woohoo! I'm praying for you, right? So you think this is great? I'm rooting for you. <laughs> I'm I'm praying for you because I'm not. I, I I don't know because you see I I wasn't involved in the process either. A shepherd is a shepherd or he's not. Well, my my shepherd's Jesus Christ. Well, the economy of God says if you put yourself under a pastor that he works through that pastor. Amen. Why is that important? Not because I'm somebody special. No, God made me who I am and put me in the place I'm at, not myself. So therefore, that's why I say I, 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 you are creatures of free will. Anybody can be your pastor. But if you ask me to be your pastor, I really want to be your pastor. I want to love you and care for you, be there in your dark times. But I'd also like to be there when you decide great major big things. Why? Not because somebody said, well, I, we're worried that you would say what we didn't want to hear. Well, hello. <laughs> That's why God put a pastor in your life. I don't know. I, that wasn't in my notes. You guys got all that for free, Someone shout amen. <laughs> so, the children of Israel went up and wept before the Lord. In verse 24 or 23, it says the Lord said, go up against them. So the children approached the vision and And Benjamin went out against them in Gibeah and on the second day he cut down 18,000 more of the children of Israel. All these drew the sword. I got to thinking about that. Have you ever thought you were doing what God told you to do and it seemed like God couldn't find your address or your name or your phone number? And that things that you didn't think would happen, that you prayed over, prayed about, sought God's help and sought his face, wept and cried, that more stuff happened? I'm sorry, I'm just going to preach my personal experience. Can I preach my personal experience? Well, tough if you don't like it. Okay. (laughs) I'm joking. No, I'm not. Um, There has to be a place in every person's life that you come to this. My wife had a major surgery, over 300 stitches in her body, and it, major, and in the middle of the night of her first night in the hospital, a, a machine that was keeping track of this, and a, a Doppler, and it, was, it sounded like a baby monitor, whoosh, whoosh, it was the blood vessels that had been put in place, and that stopped. And I was, it was 4 o'clock in the morning, and I was sitting there awake, and it was stopped, and I, it was like a moment, I froze, and I jumped up, and I pushed the nurse button, and I ran out, and I got the nurse, and there's all this hustle and bustle, and all this craziness going on, and, and they got it calmed down, called the doctor, paged the doctor, he finally got there, and, uh, and they had to rush her, she was bleeding internally, they had to rush her back into surgery, and I said, okay, all right. <laughs> Praise just died. (laughs) That's what the Lord told me. That's what I felt like. It was like she had blood transfusions and all the stuff you don't want to happen. 25,000 men laying on the ground dead. That's what I felt like that day. And I know that she felt worse than that. I'm just telling you how my experience was. I was like, okay, God. I called my elders. I called Brother Chris and Brother Joe. I called uh, my core here. I called and I texted and I said, my God, we got to get. We prayed and we prayed and God helped us and we we believed and, and and God brought her through that and she came out of that surgery and she seemed to be doing better and they were concerned and and there was more. So we were there till Tuesday and and then we we go home. The doctor says, I think it's time you can go home. Things seem to be looking up. Things seem to be doing better. And so we. Uh, we go to the house and we're there. We, we go home on Tuesday and on Sunday, On Sunday it was Mother's Day and uh, Pastor Joe didn't, or, or not Mother's Day, it was the next week after that. Uh, thank you, Brother Stefan. Didn't he do a great job on Mother's Day? Amen. I appreciate that so much. <laughs> Pastor Joe was here last week and last week we were watching. She said, something's not right, Nate. Something is not right. Something's wrong. She began to run a fever and, and it, it became, I'm like, okay, God, no, that was 25,000 on the field. That's enough. That's enough. This is a woman that does this is a good woman. This is a woman that serves you with all her heart, mind, soul, and strength. This is a woman, she don't deserve this. So we called the doctor and they said, you got to come in. And so she went in and, and they found that that part of her surgery had begun, the flesh had begun to die. And they rushed her back into the hospital and they had to remove a big section of her surgery and she's still recovering. I walked out of that hospital room on the third day, on the third surgery. She had been under three times now, and it had been just gut-wrenching for both of us. And the first surgery was eight and a half hours, and she's struggling, and she's weak, and she can barely talk. And, and I'm thinking to myself, why? 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 I'm doubting God. I'm I'm sitting there going, God, are you even alive? Do you hear me? Do you know my name? I've served you my whole life. This woman does not, can I get anybody to agree with me that that's what you would feel too? And I got to pity partying. (laughs) Anybody ever done that? I got to going, man, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. We went up and did the same. And we, now we got 18,000 more laying on the ground, dead. I was walking around the outside of St. Joe Hospital. I was taking a, a much-needed breather as she was recovering in the, in the room. And uh, I was just praying, asking God, and, brought, and God, <laughs> God brought this passage to me. The only thing he gave me of this passage was send up Judah. And you have heard that preached a million times. Has anybody ever heard that preached? Send up sooner. You got to praise God in the first. You got to go, right? I know this is really personal, but guess what? I'm your pastor and this is the only thing I know. And this is what I understood from God. Because you got to understand, the reason I stand before you is not because I'm perfect, but because I'm working through just like you. And I want God to use me as an example to show you that you can overcome, you can do this, you can make it. He can make a way where there seemeth no way. You see, there's been moments in time in your life, Sister Teresa, I constantly am in prayer for her. She has been fighting disease in her body like you would not believe, and seemingly they have no answers. And so I have gone to her and said, you got to speak. And as I was walking Sister Teresa around that hospital, the Lord brought your face to me, and I began to pray over you. And then I later read on Facebook that you were struggling, and, and I, I, I began to say, what did I tell Sister Teresa I told Sister Teresa a couple weeks ago that her tongue was going to decide her future. I told Sister Teresa that she has got to pr- declare the truth of what God will do and not what is in happening right now. Because our flesh likes to uh, our flesh loves to count us out before we're out. because you see, with God, all things are possible. to them that believe. Did you hear what I just said? to them that believe. But the Carl, as I was walking around those grounds, around that building, I did not feel like lifting my hands and throwing a shout in the dance, and I did not feel like even uttering, oh, "Lord, praise the Lord, hallelujah." I did not feel. I felt like there was a clamp on my lips and a big uh, a lock on my heart. I was I was feeling like, "Oh God, what is going on?" And the Holy Ghost came to me uh, and said, uh, "You've got to live by what you preach, young man. Uh, and if you'll preach it to Sister Teresa, you've got to preach it to yourself." Uh, I went. Over over uh, in that garden next to the chapel uh, where there's a little garden area on the outside uh, and I sat down on the bench uh, and I said, Nate Nix, you've got to get up from this place Uh, you are not uh, dying you are not, your wife is in God's hands, Uh, he knows uh, every hair on her head, Uh, he knows what she's going through, Uh, don't you ever doubt the plan of God Uh, God is able and willing to do what he has promised you. Oh, come on, somebody praise him this morning with me right now. Some of you need to get a chair out and preach to yourself and say, you refuse to give up on what God's promised you. Huh? Huh? Thomas, Hillary, did you guys give up when you could not conceive? Did you cry tears and think it wasn't gonna happen? They're shaking their head yes, a big yes. There were times that they would stand over there and weep and cry when other babies were being dedicated because you weren't sure that you would ever have a baby holding in your hands. There are others in this room that I'm declaring in the name of Jesus that you will conceive, and you will have a child, not because of you, but because of his promise. And because you feel like that your praise has died on the battlefield, but God is saying don't live by your praise, you need it, it must go first and he will restore it, you've got to live by your promise. My promise is yay and amen. Oh, I'm going to go back out there and set myself up. And uh, how many times uh, did you think you were pregnant, Sister Hillary? How many times? How many times? How many times was it, Thomas? How many times? Uh, Guess. Six or seven times six or seven times i knew when she came in on sunday morning and she had tears in her eyes that there was a mourning that was going on inside of her i'd go to her encourage her say we believe god's going to do it god's going to help you it wasn't because listen it wasn't because i had some divine aura around me it was because i knew what god's word declared and i declared that word by the word of my mouth over her and she partnered and he partnered with the faith that god set in their lives They said, My faith is going to stay when my fear is going to go. They. In this room, I don't know who I'm preaching to except for myself, but I will tell you, I do know one other person. I, I, I tell you, I will tell you this that there has to be a decision that, yeah, 22,000 came and then 18,000 came and they all died. But God said, You go up against Him. But listen, it didn't stop there. The Lord, you said, Now where's your promise? God, where are you at? What's going on? Why are you letting me flounder like this why are you laying i have wept i have asked of you i have been praising god i have been uh, dwelling uh, in praise but god was not wanting just a sacrifice of praise Uh, he was wanting a sacrifice uh, of your praise uh, of the praise that would give him ultimate glory and honor for his namesake look Look, we, we, we have to praise Him. Someone shout, we got to praise Him. Uh, uh, this is not a sermon about don't praise God. It's just the opposite. Uh, but you got to understand, when you don't feel praise, uh, you got to still praise. Uh, when you don't feel like doing it, uh, there's got to be a moment in your life where you say, praise may look dead, but I'm going to worship Him anyhow. I've encouraged myself and the Lord. I have prayed. I've asked for others' prayers. I've been obedient to God's Word, and yet... I feel like, God, you have forsaken us. Can I get an amen? Yes. Verse 26 says, and I'm closing. Verse 26 says, come on, girls, please. Verse 26 says, then all the children of Israel. And Then it says this. Watch, we're close, right here, watch this. Then all the children of Israel. Now, if you remember earlier in verse 24, or in verse, uh, uh, let's see, in verse 22, it said, and the people, that is the men of Israel. So that he identified that when he talked about the, 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 the people of Israel, that he was speaking specifically of the men that carried a sword. But now, but now in verse 26, and then all the children of Israel, comma, that is all the people. Sister Brandy, it no longer was just the guys fighting in the field. In my mind, this should have been happening from the very beginning. There should have been some mamas praying and wailing and gnashing and asking God to miraculously do. But it seemingly, the men said, no, you ladies stand back. Oh, this is why we need the body of Christ right here, because we need every single one of us when it comes to warfare. And all the men, if you don't carry a sword, you're not coming to this prayer meeting. If, you're, if you don't have this and that and the other, no, 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 we're, we're going to select you. And, uh, no, no, no. and the Bible says that then all, then all, the children of Israel, that is all the people. Four million, before it was 400,000 minus the 25,000 had been killed and 18,000 been killed. There was 400,000 men with a sword. But there was four million people. Think about the multiplication. Now the people have come together. You know why we declare publicly about prayer requests? in all the people. There's power in collective prayer. There's power in the unity of our faith. There's power in the blood of Jesus when we come together and the Bible says, touching anything, we agree. It says this, and they came to the house of God and wept. They'd done that before, hadn't they? But this time it was different, Pastor Ben, because it was all the people. And there's nothing like a travailing mother amongst us. And the Bible says, and they sat before the Lord and fasted and fast. So we don't hear about fasting before, before this. They went to battle without fasting. Don't you think about that for a second? And not only did they fast, the Bible says they fasted day until evening, and they offered burnt offering and peace offering. We don't find them offering anything before now. It was as if they were in a hurry. They thought Benjamin would be no big deal. We got 400,000 guys, man. We're going to go over here and slap him around, get him straightened out. And the Bible says that God said, watch this. And God said, send you. You better praise first. You better praise. And they ask again, Lord... And it was seemingly that he allowed them to walk through that second battle in order to teach them what he was fixing to do. Can I tell you something? We got to stop resenting the pain so much that we get bitter at God instead of better with God. Some of our disappointments have been so strong and so heavy and so real that we are sometimes finding ourselves in a place of bitterness. And I believe that the Lord spoke to me that day on that bench sitting outside of that chapel at St. Joe Mercy Hospital. It was as if He said to me, But she's alive. There's no cancer in her body, it is well with her soul. Yes, things have not gone as planned, but few things do. But that doesn't make me less God. That doesn't make me less on the throne. It doesn't make me less your father. It doesn't make me less a provider. It doesn't make me less of what you need in your life. It simply means that there is a lesson that you need to learn. Why would I need to learn another lesson? Not because of this earth, because of eternity's sake. God doesn't put us through trials because of this planet. He puts us through trials so that we can assure ourselves a heavenly home. He matures us in him. He matures us in making us understand what he really wants. And the Bible says, and (laughs) they ask, shall we draw again? In verse 23, but here we go, we're down in verse 27. And by the way, Jesus also said this when he said, What did he say? Some things come up by what? Prayer and fasting. There's some things that you cannot conquer with praise. You need praise, it should be the first thing you do. But you can't think that a good song service, a good worship set, is going to fix all your problems
1: you got to deal with
0: the inside you got to deal with what's going on in your spirit and some of these things come out but by prayer and fasting so the children of Israel inquire of the Lord the Bible says in verse 28 and they ask of God shall I yet again go to battle against the children of my brother Benjamin or shall this is the first time we hear doubt Or shall I cease? And the Lord said, hear me today. This is what the Lord is saying to you today. And the Lord said, go up for tomorrow. What does it say? I will deliver them into your hands. This is the first time that God spoke definitively about what was going to happen you see in my mind's eye Pastor Ben I don't think I would have went up the second time until I heard these words from the Lord I think I would have prayed fasted and sacrificed until I heard God say this time I'm going to go with you and I will defeat your enemy but they were content without all of that what am I trying to say today well I'm, I'm preaching to me I'm preaching to you I'm preaching to every one of us because we have walked through things, we see things, we're in the middle of things. And sometimes we feel like our praise has died. Am I right? I said, am I right? Yes. Does anybody else feel? Thank you, Braylon. Thank you. Man of God. So the Bible says, and the Lord said, go up tomorrow and I will deliver. them." Listen, stand with me. <laughs> I'm going to close. I went way too long, but I'm, I don't care Light in the darkness.